half-brother was Cleo's on-track trainer. Maggie privately wondered if Cleo ran because Leo ran beside her, or because of what seven-year-old Alec whispered in her white ear before each race. For those who preferred the more dainty races, like Cleopatra, christened Clea Mia by a visiting Italian curate some months before, she was a natural leaper. Breath held, Mary Rose watched her run her very fast six steps, building up momentum. Then, like a dancer, she took off her hind paws, legs extended, leapt forward, stretching her long calico body in the air, and landed directly ahead of Blinker the second. Everyone cheered. Lady Dauntry had announced that Cleopatra was grace in motion, and all agreed it was true. In the beginning of the race, Cleo was content to run a good six lengths behind the leader, running alongside Leo, with seven-year-old Alec trying to keep up. Leo said her name over and over just loud enough for her to hear, keeping pace with her. Difficult when she leapt, but Leo was young and strong, and he loved to see Cleopatra stretch and leap and land, some three feet ahead of all the other racers. The Harker brothers from the Mount Vale Mews praised the technique as unique and ever so lovely to watch. Then they would speak of Alec and shake their heads, and wonder how he would change the world of cat racing with his gift. A cat whisperer, just imagine... Blinker the second poked his head out, running all out, managed to pass Cleopatra again. He was running his paws off, staying right in the middle of the course, hearing his master's shout of encouragement, a shout that meant to Blinker that he would get all the fresh warm milk he could lap up as it was squeezed out of Trudy, the Grimsby cow. He didn't even veer away when another racing cat nearly ran over him. Mr. Grimsby hadn't overtrained him for this meet, heeding the Harker brothers' advice some six months before, to keep laps at no more than ten per day. Blinker the second was all grey, with bright green eyes. He always purred when he ran. Maggie was getting hoarse, but it didn't matter. She yelled at the top of her lungs, Come on, Mr. Cork, move! You can run faster than Blinker the second. Look at that delicious trout Max is waving for you. Just you smell that tangy flavour. Mr. Cork was serious now, running so fast his legs were a blur his golden paws barely skimming the dry dirt course. His green eyes were fastened on that gently swinging trout in Max's right hand, now in full sight, standing just over the finish line. Cleopatra executed a major leap, landing her some three and a half feet ahead of Leo. He panted to catch up with her, because when she couldn't see him out of her right eye, she would simply stop and wait for him. Or perhaps she waited for both Leo and Alec, no one could say for sure. It was the only drawback of this training method. Leo Sherbrooke, 17, trained as hard as any of the racing cats in the Vicarage Mews. In the early morning, both Leo and Alec could be seen running across the fields toward the channel. Horatio Blummer's stark white racer, Candace, shaped much like a cannon, mean as could be, was all snarls and fangs when she got near another racer. Those racers who didn't move away from her quickly got bitten hard on the rump. Candace was running fairly well today, snarling with every step. Just plain mean. That was what Mr. Blummer said proudly of Candace. She didn't need any bribes to make her run hard. Mr. Cork paused just an instant to snarl back at her, before, tails stiff in the air, he sprinted past her. Mr. Goodgame's Horace, ten years old now, but still game, a small joke, always repeated by Mr. Goodgame, was long and skinny, and looked like a white and grey spotted arrow, flying through the field of racers. Mr. Goodgame had attached a flag to Horace's fat white tail, and it waved madly in the breeze, 
it showed two cats standing on their hind legs, holding crossing swords, the words beneath, Lève et Rolui, translated, Arise and Reillumine. A beautiful sentiment, surely, but not entirely understood by the locals. They were nearly to the three-quarters mark. Only three cats had been seduced from the track by hooligans who hooted like owls to scare the cats into skidding off the track, or hollered like fishmongers, waving overripe fish or raw chicken legs. Training assistants from surrounding mews wrestled the hooligans away from the track. Meggie shouted, Mr. Cork, I'll give you three strips of bacon if you beat out old Lumley. Old Lumley was a champion. He knew his business and needed only to see his mistress, Mrs. Foe, standing at the finish line, her arms crossed over her mighty bosom, whistling the same tune over and over, to run straight and fast. He'd gotten a touch of arthritis over the last year, and the experts predicted it would...